When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. Located in the Chicagoland area, right on the corner of Lamont and Palos Park, you could find Cog Hill Golf and Country Club in four wonderful courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread. And, oh, by the way, they have upgraded their driving range into something absolutely spectacular, making Cog Hill one of the destination places to play public golf in the Chicagoland area and pretty much anywhere else. So go out to coghillgolf.com today. We're also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. You guys hear me talk about them every single week. They've been great partners for a long time, and they've got everything you could possibly need to get out on the golf course. Apparel, accessories, training aids, the best equipment that you could find, and that's at WorldwideGolfShops.com. Last but not least, our friends over at Cleveland, Srixon, Zegzio, and Asics have been in our corner for quite some time now. You guys know I love to play their equipment. Cleveland just came out with a relaunch of their popular launcher name brand for their driver's woods and hybrids, and I'll be testing those out on the site very, very soon. So go out to Cleveland, Srixon, Zegzio, or Asics today to learn a little bit more. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. You know me. I'm Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can reach me at Golf Unfiltered all over social media. I just had a little bit of a brain freeze right there. I don't know what happened just there. <laughs> you can also send me an email, adam at golfandfilter.com. Thanks to all of you who do send me emails. We have uh, some good conversations over email, and I appreciate every time that you reach out. Uh, today we got a really special guest. We've got um, a good friend of mine. You guys know him pretty well. He's Chris McEwen. He is one of the uh, other co-founders of the Second City Golf Golf Collective that we uh we put together along with our buddy bill bush over at drivingrangeheroes.com and today was an interesting conversation because um it actually you know kind of came from this group text thread that i have with uh, chris and bill and uh you all have seen me kind of chirping online recently on social media regarding public golf and pace of play you know that has been something that has been a topic uh for a very long time i mean i'm talking decades everyone's really thinking about or maybe some people are thinking about pace of play. And as Chris would argue, it's probably not everybody. But, uh, you know, certainly we all know when you go on a golf course and it's a little bit slower than perhaps you may have anticipated or expected. And you have an option to either be bothered by that or not. And so um, our group text thread kind of went through this conversation. Uh, Chris had a interesting epiphany at a uh, Cub game, a Chicago Cubs game. And he shared that, and that really kind of just sparked what became today's uh, conversation, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Before we get into that, I uh, just want to remind you that if you go out to Amazon.com and you search for The Bag Room, you'll find a book that I wrote. And I appreciate all of you who have picked up a copy. I've appreciated the feedback that you've provided to me. Um, pretty trans- uh, pretty transparent, rather, um, with uh, the whole process that went into creating that thing. And... Um, 
you know, I continue to get feedback. Uh, maybe it goes through a revision. I don't know. I wrote it a long time ago, and some things have changed. And we may do a second release. You never know. But uh, if you go out to Amazon.com, you're always going to get the most up-to-date version of it. I think that's a benefit of doing it in that, right, that way. Uh, but in addition to that, if you are a fan of the book and if you're a fan of public golf in general as well as if you're a fan of just growing up and working in golf, uh, go on to secondcitygolf.com. We've got uh, a few items for Elverton Country Club. Elverton Country Club is the fictitious name uh, that I use for the uh, country club that I worked at. Uh, it's actually Joliet Country Club, the now defunct Joliet Country Club. Uh, but yeah, we've got some hats, we've got some t-shirts. You might enjoy the little logo that I put together, which includes the driving range picker, a very important aspect and maybe even so far as to say a character in the bag room so that is my uh, shameless plug for something that i created for you (laughs) or something anyway i really hope you enjoy this conversation with uh, my buddy chris McEwen. welcome back to the show everyone and welcome to everyone in youtube land we've got a good friend of the show uh, my my colleague my friend chris McEwen of McEwen media as well as one-third of the Second City Golf right. uh, Collective. Actually, it's two-thirds counting me and you. Bill's doing whatever he's doing. But, right. uh, Chris, it's always good to talk to you. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've been on a few times in the past. <laughs> um, you know, and, and usually the intros like this go as smoothly as ever. And we were talking a lot about uh, just different aspects of public golf today. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, folks, you know, Chris and I are both Huge fans of public golf. We love any type of golf. I think that yeah, would be fair to say. For sure. um, but, uh, you know, we certainly have cut our teeth uh, in the public golf realm. And, you know, Chris, I would say public golf, as we've been talking a lot about on social recently, not only is where we grew up, where we learned the game more, but I think it's where we play the most, I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I would probably say 90% at least of my rounds are public. Uh, I think I've played how many do you have a count of private courses you've played in your life? Ooh, I, in my life. Um, I think it's three for me. Uh, I would maybe say it's not. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe I know I've played golf longer than you, but I would say it's probably less than 10. Yeah. 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 Um, although you and I played one of the all time great private golf courses last year, which is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you again, Mr. Campbell. If you're out yeah. There. Skokie. We went out to Skokie. It was good. Um, And uh, good is an understatement. Yeah. But uh, that was an afternoon we will always remember, I think. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, then probably got four rounds out of who knows how many rounds of golf I played in my life. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Needless to say, I'm very much a public golf course guy. And a lot of it, too, is because there's a lot of great public golf in the Chicagoland area. You've heard us talk a lot about this on social. You've talked about it with Bill on that Range Life sure. the show, sometimes about golf. Sure. You guys co-host on YouTube. And, um, you know, Chicagoland is a massive is a massive place, first of all. And second of all, just a massive golf mecca in the Midwest that I think a lot of people overlook. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. It's it's tough. You know, it's not it's not going to get. um you know, the, the really great courses here are, are private, the, the really, truly, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that make the lists and things. But I feel like as of late, there's been some, uh, you know, Mount Prospect is getting a lot of attention. I think they were just on a list of like top 100 under 150 and 
you know, you can play that for 50 bucks uh, walking, I think. And it's always great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Ravislow is everyone's favorite because uh, right. it's Don Ross. Um, so, yeah, there is some stuff out here. And like you said, Chicagoland is it's Indiana to like Northwest suburbs of the yeah. state. So it's a big swath of of uh, land. Um, so, yeah, there is some there's some good stuff. I mean, of course, there's stuff that's not great, too, but, uh, you know, whatever. You just stay away from those places. I had the opportunity to uh, to play Thunderhawk the other day, and that was a course I'd been wanting to get out to for a long time, and that that was fantastic. Oh, did you you, you got out there and played it? Yeah, it's super far for yeah. us. It's a long – what is that, an hour for you? Probably an hour for me. Oh, it was like almost – so there was an accident on the way up there. It took us almost two hours to get up there. Yeah, yeah. It's a and, That is uh, a yeah. great, great golf course. Uh yeah, it's just a, it's a haul to get up there for me. Man, it's mm -hmm. up there. But uh, yeah, speaking of that, like if you go, you know, the North Shore, um, yeah, I'm going to start speaking Chicago and no one's going to know what I'm talking about. But uh, like Glenview and, you know, mm -hmm. Highland Park and those a lot of those courses used to be private, um, you know, like when the mob was building their own golf courses and things. Right. And the good uh, old days. Yeah. Will met. Uh, there's some really, really old, really great golf courses up there too. That that are that's part of the Chicagoland uh, area. Yeah, yeah. I've I've decided uh, as well as uh, with my uh, circle of friends that I am so ignorant to the great courses around here. Having lived here my entire life, there's so much I've yet to experience, and I need to fix that. Quickly. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of golf courses though, and you know you find your favorites, right? Like you got your yeah. Lamont circle of golf, and, right? Right. And I, I, it's easier for me. Like the other day. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking to Bill and you and I were trying to figure out where we can play golf together. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, my easy to get to's are the, are the North shore. I can go, you right. know, just 35 minutes away and I have a bunch of good different golf courses go in any other direction for me. And it's a disaster at four yeah. o'clock. Uh, so yeah, there's, it's just, you know, you stay sort of local. I think everyone's sort of like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, you kind of have to stretch your legs a little bit. And what's interesting is a lot of people in the last 18 or so months because of COVID, mm -hmm. you know, golf being one of the things that you could only do for a short amount of time. Um, and unfortunately it's looking at like it might go that way again. Uh, but at any rate, um, a lot of people took up the game and what that equates to are more new people on the golf course sure. that could equate to, perhaps longer time spent on the golf course. And what was interesting is my buddy Chris and I here uh, are on a text thread with Bill and yeah. we just, we make fun of each other all the time. We talk about all sorts of different things, not yeah. usually only about golf, but Chris, you went to a baseball game, major league baseball game the other day. I did. And uh, to go see your beloved cubbies. Yeah. I watched your uh, white Sox sweep my yeah. cubs. Yes. Yes. And, uh, out of the blue, a epiphany, was was described yeah. or at least expressed and so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you experienced at the, the uh baseball game so let me preface this just by saying real quick that i fully expect people to hate my new uh my epiphany my viewpoint <laughs> uh and you can like you can tell me by all means go on social media and just light me on fire it's fine mm -hmm. i get it mm -hmm. this is going to be somewhat of an unpopular opinion some may even call it um anti-grow the game which maybe that's it's not purposeful, but you could say mm -hmm. that anyways. So yes, I'm sitting at a baseball game with friends from out of town. They came in, they want to do a bunch of Chicago stuff. So we go to the Cubs game. We watch baseball. We're sitting outside. 
We're eating, we're drinking, we're catching up, uh, reminiscing, telling stories, talking about kids, all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had said, uh, I think I posted on Twitter or something that never once did I look at my watch Mm -hmm. time didn't time just kind of stood still. Right. We didn't, nothing mattered. We're just kind of enjoying the company, enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the game, uh, just kind of appreciating life. Right. Right. Uh, and I have no idea to this day how long we were in that ballpark. No idea. Mm. And it made, got me thinking. I, I grew up playing baseball. Uh, I grew up watching baseball, loving baseball. My very first love. Um, and, you know, when you buy a ticket to a baseball game, you're buying a ticket that will give you basically you're buying nine innings. Mm. Sometimes mm. you may get 12 innings, seven, it's a rainout, whatever. But you're buying nine innings. You are not buying time spent. You right? You you sure sometimes a baseball game will take three hours, sometimes a baseball game will take six hours. Uh, but I had the epiphany when sometime after the seventh, right? Everyone sings, uh, it was a blowout, the socks were up seven to three or nine to three mm-hmm. or something. Um, people started to leave. Hmm. Because you know why? They they had enough. They, they didn't want to be there any longer. Uh, even though, despite the fact they paid, played for nine or paid for nine innings, they were like, eh, I've seen it. I've, I've spent enough time here. I'm going to go home or there, I'm going to go do something else, whatever it is. Right. And, uh, and that's when I started to think like, you know, we aren't, when you, when you put down money on a tea time, you're paying mm-hmm. for 18 holes. Sure. You're not paying for a four and a half hour round. Uh, you're not paying for a six hour round naturally, uh, right. but you're paying for 18 holes. And if you get to a point during those 18 holes where it's taking quote unquote too long, uh, you can leave. Sure. Right. Yep. Uh, so, so here, so my, so my whole thing is a baseball game, a baseball game takes as long as a baseball game takes. Mm -hmm. Right. A round of golf perhaps takes as long as a round of golf takes. Now, people are going to say, right. People are going to say right off the bat, like, wow, that's, I I don't want to be out there for six hours. Nope. Nobody enjoys a long round of golf. Um, you know, but it is relative, right? So mm-hmm. you will talk to some people. I think there were, you, you called out a couple studies in your, in the blog post you wrote, yep. um, about pace of play and things, but what there was, a, there was, I think might've been in that same study. If there is no weight from T box to T box, time doesn't matter for golfers. It's Absolutely. The, it's true. the standing and waiting, right? It's the standing right. waiting around. Right. Um, and so I, nobody likes to stand at a tee box. Nobody likes to stand in a fairway waiting for the people ahead of them. I get it. I just think maybe this is going to be radical, but maybe uh, we should just enjoy the time spent outdoors with friends doing what? something that we love and just don't worry about time. <sighs> Living in the moment. <laughs> Whoever thought of that, just go out there and look, here's the thing. And this is what, here's my anti, here's the anti growth, uh, grow the game sort of idea that, sure. that, uh, this is how I come, come across. But, um, you know, it could be if people don't want to be outside for five hours, um, they should go do something else. Ah, yeah, there it is. There's, <laughs> there it is. Because here's the other At thing. Chris McEwen. Here's, is... <laughs> here's the other thing, Adam. I'll tell you this too. Um, Hi, I'm getting real tired no. of people bagging on a game that I love because and tired it or takes tired? too long. Yeah, well, true. Because yeah. it doesn't, maybe it, 
you asked the question too on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Does your does your golf course have a pace of play problem? And I think the results was like it was really close. It was a lot closer than I thought. Almost it was. fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, it was it was super close. It was like fifty two forty eight or something like that. Right. Uh, but if you read in the comments, like pace of play is all relative. Like mm-hmm. some people be like, you know, oh my god, it's four hours long. It's crazy. You know, that's that's way too long. And then. Some other people be like, oh, we knock out three and a half or some people be like, oh, it's only it's it's five hours, but it's not that bad. Or it's or it's certainly bad during these times of the day or the week or whatever. Um, so it's all kind of relative. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just I don't know if there's a true if there's a pace of play problem. I think this is what uh, my whole point of the rant was. Uh, mm. If there's a pace of play problem, it is not the game it's not the fault of golf it is the mm-hmm. fault of us like as mm. and people are gonna be like well yeah because people the other thing too is nobody thinks they play slow adam <laughs> no everyone one thinks they got a pace to play from but no one, it's not my fault right right um but uh, i think that i think just golf takes a while and it, it is what it is it's gonna take as long as it takes man yeah that's true and in the uh studies that uh so the the blog post uh, Chris is referring to, I wrote something called A Modern View on the Pace of Play in Golf at golfandfilter.com. Um, one of the studies was a uh, RNA survey mm-hmm. that went out. And as you mentioned, uh, a lot of it has to do with the standing around and waiting. So I agree with you. It is it is relative. You know, I mean, you know when something feels more uncomfortable than, than not. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes on the golf course, at least, uh, that's when you're waiting for that, you know, darn group in front of you to finally hit that tee shot or to not yeah. take that third mulligan. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the point that you rose of, you know, if, if the car, the course was wide open, no one else was on the golf course and you just played at your own pace and it still took five hours, then you wouldn't even care because you had no one else to blame. Right. You know, <laughs> right. What was really interesting right. in the study is. They uh, so the RNA. This was back in 2015. They actually surveyed everyone and they said, "How much would you be willing to pay extra for a tea time in order to save time?" Sure. I think they said like a significant amount of time, and they said up to depending on age group, up to 10 percent more, or 14 percent more. And by the way, a significant improvement in pace was the phrasing was only 15 to 30 minutes. Sure. Which in my mind, wow. So on our text thread, uh, Chris may have had a few adult beverages in him and he was talking through <laughs> a few state, things. Usual state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was mentioning, listen, this isn't a golf problem. This is a you problem, man. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Because I am one of those golfers that definitely gets frustrated when not so much the time is clicking by, but when mm-hmm. I'm not moving at a pace that I feel prefer that, that I Bingo. feel is the prefer- <laughs> exactly, exactly is the preferred pace. Right. Um, now have you ever walked off, driven off a golf course? Uh, no, ever. I have not. Interesting. I have not. No. Uh, would it surprise you if I told you I have? I knew, I know you have, <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, so there's, there's another story about, I remember you telling me, um, I think you had, I think it was another podcast you did. You were super frustrated on a, it was a forest preserve golf course. I'm not going to say the name or whatever. I think, right, right. Whatever. Have you ever gone back to that golf course? No. Okay. See, that's the thing. Like if you go and experience something that 
it, maybe it's not fair. Like you went on a really, really busy day and it's a very, very, that golf course is a very special kind of golf course. In it general. really is. Um, yeah. But that's, that's the other thing too, is like, I feel, you know, the, like golfers like us, um, we kind of figure out where we can go to get, uh, you know, to meet our expectations, whatever they may be. Like we have right. expectations going into a golf course. Um, and if, if that golf course doesn't meet an expectation in any way, we probably won't go back. Right. right. Um, yeah. and that's kind of the other thing too, is like, no one's making you go to X court. No one's making you play this game at all, but no one's making you go back to that golf course if it took six hours. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the tricky part with the whole thing too, because, uh, you know, you're right. It's it golf is what it is. It's, it's a golf a game that includes distances. It includes yeah. long distances. It includes and, a certain amount of skill and it's a shared field. You're sharing a field. Right. There's no other sport in the world. That's like this. You're sharing the playing field with mm -hmm. total strangers. They're playing a totally different game, right? They're playing with us. They're just playing a game. Right. And so, um, it's almost, you know, it's tough. It's tough to put that onus on a golf course. It's tough to put the onus on, on anyone else, but really kind of just ourselves. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just, I just, well, I, I want people to enjoy the game and if they can't, yeah. because it takes too long or they, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I know we've, you talked about, I think, you know, going to 10 minute tea times, um, every course right. I've ever played with 10 minute tea times has been a great experience. I, mm -hmm. And for a long time, I think we sought out those, you know, I can tell you right now there's 10 golf courses on top of my head that, that have 10 minute tea times. Mm -hmm. Um, cause those, that's where we go. And that's the same thing like before, you know, um, we all, I think we also learn, uh, when to go to certain golf courses too. Oh, for sure. Right. Um, for sure. And so I think some of it starts to separate itself out. Like the people that don't really care and keep in mind, like I would, I would propose that 95% of golfers don't even know this conversation exists around pace of play. I would agree with that. Cause I think we live in this little, you know, hyper Twitter golf verse thing and, and mm -hmm. golf media thing. And, um, we kind of, you know, we take in a lot of that stuff, but, um, you know, I just don't think, I think people go out there just to hang out and drink and the same reason people go to a baseball game, except they get to be a little more active in it. Um, yeah. but, uh, I think someone, someone, when you, when you said we were going to talk about it or, or some, someone responded that, um, my comparison to going to a baseball game didn't really hold any water because, I wasn't standing in the batter's or the, you know, the, the batter's box watching not a, a participant. Yeah. Right. Watching yeah. a pitcher warm up for five minutes. But, um, you know, that's just not, I don't see it that way. I, I know we're participants in it, but we are not the only participants in it. Like there are other right. people, you know, um, playing the game. So I don't, I don't really, I just feel like my baseball analogy or whatever you want to call it is, is unless you, unless you have an explicit, agreement with the golf course that says this round of golf will not take more than four and a half hours. You have right. no right to expect it to be four and a half hours other than your own expectations. And that's not the golf well, course's fault. So, and that's actually a good segue into the other part of the conversation where I will disagree with you a little bit for those golf courses that, um, as I talked about in our text uh, mm -hmm. thread that explicitly say, keep pace, 
Uh, I could think of one golf course right now that has the GPS screens that actually turn red when you're behind pace. Yeah. Um, Yet there's no one that actually enforces it. And so where I have the issue with it is when they, they post it, it's probably just there as like a traffic signal type thing where you can then choose to either abide by it or not. Right. But then do something about it. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. And I, I have issues with the method of enforcement too. Like I think sending around a retiree, uh, right. Right. isn't really fair. Oh um, God, here comes cliff again. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's, it's tough. Like that's, I've never had, I don't know how, I don't know if you've had to enforce pace of play ever. I, I have before. Have you? Yeah. yeah it I, sucks. Yeah. And that it does suck, man. And it shouldn't have to be done. It should be enough for people. But you know, again, I think I was, I can't remember who I was talking to. It might've been my, my wife about it, but um, you know, we're in this shared space. We're, we're all playing the same sort of field at the same time. Uh, and I think it's been pretty clear over the past 18 months that um, people aren't out looking for other people as much as we'd like to think. Right. That's true. Uh, and so people are worried yeah. about their time. They're not mm-hmm. worried about yours or anybody else's. Um, and yeah, would it be nice if a golf course came out and said, Warning number one, if we come back out, you know, you're getting tossed or, hey, you, you're you're way behind uh, pace. You have to go to the next hole immediately. Um, I've never, ever seen that happen ever. Um, right, I haven't either, actually, now that you mentioned it. So I just think it's kind of a, I think it's an easy thing to do to blame, uh, you know, some dude on a, in a cart driving around trying to get people to hurry up when, it's just, it's just not <laughs> without yeah. any, without any real teeth. We all know that there are, there's no teeth there. This is a, it's a business, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a, that's a tough thing to, to kind of do. I mean, I, so yeah. I, I think I floated the idea to Bill when we were talking about it. Um, let's say golf doesn't exist right now. Let's play, let's just do a, what if exercise here? Golf doesn't okay. exist. Adam, you and I just invented golf. Ooh. Um, congratulations. Uh, Thanks. except now at the, at the, in the parking lot of every golf course, as you walk in or at the window, when you go to pay, uh, it says, uh, this round of golf may take four, four to six hours to complete. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would have any effect on participation? Yes. Okay. And the reason being is because it's brand new as a well, as a long time yeah. established thing. Um, you know, if we give it a few years in our endeavor and hope this golf thing catches on, I guess uh, my, maybe my it point won't. is my point is if uh, do we ever talk about pace of play if the expectation is it could take six hours? If the expectation is set that way, no. I mean, if you go and play in a scramble, you know, mm-hmm. you know, an outing, you know, it's going to be six it's all day. hours. Yeah, it's, it's all day. day long. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's that's kind of my my point around. Um, the go- I think I said golf doesn't have a pace of play problem. It's got an expectations problem. Right. If you set proper expectations, uh, then a lot of this stuff kind of goes away because um, it's just this is what you signed up for. You're no one's making right. you go do this. You just you've you've chosen to go spend six hours outside. Enjoy it, man. Just be yeah. outside. Yeah. Well, and then there's, you're you're right, and I can certainly appreciate that. Um, that also opens the door to a rabbit hole that we will just go down a little bit okay. um, because it could go on forever. But that's like the whole public versus private where sure. the sure. expectation, the experience or even more, not even private, but even the more costly uh, golf courses on a public realm, you know, you're paying a, for a product or a service 
and you may get the best amenities. You might get the best course conditions and you might get that country club experience. Mm -hmm. And part of that, while maybe not explicitly stated, could be, again, the expectation that, wow, I'm going to get through this really quickly or within a time that I feel is appropriate. Right. You know, and then it just immediately comes back onto the golfer where it's like, as soon as it becomes a transaction, right? you know, good old capitalism, <laughs> you know, it's going to, it, well, there's the, people, when they start spending money, things get a little wacky. Yeah. In this country. In this country, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I also compared it to uh, Americans in general are always like uh, the what's next, what's next, what's next, you know, kind of thing. Right. We're always right. in a hurry. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but we are Americans are always in a hurry. And when you go mm. out, when you leave America, when you go to Europe, one of the first things that my wife and I learned when we started a vacation outside the country is that um, a everyone knows that Americans are in a hurry. Uh, and they're, and they, that's how they identify us. They're like, Oh, you must be an American. Um, and so we have to kind of like re sort of tune ourselves to, you know, when you go and sit at a restaurant, uh, in name of country in Barcelona or whatever, um, Barcelona, Barcelona, um, you know, you sit down at a table. It's not like here, like they're like, they're not worried about flipping tables, right? They're not because there's right. They're working on an hourly wage. They're not working for tips. So when you sit down at the table, it is your table, period, until yeah, you right. decide it isn't, right? I've um, heard that, yeah. Yeah, and I guess my point around golf is maybe we should just try to, you know, take that mentality onto the golf course and say, you know what? I'm outdoors. I can slow down. I can enjoy some things. I can talk about life with some friends and or business partners or whatever it is mm-hmm. and just be for a little while and try to fight through that that natural tendency that we have as humans and Americans or whatever, uh, to, to feel like we should be doing this quicker than we ought to. Yeah. That would be my uh, plea to golfers. You know, I've, I've thought a lot about our conversation since that, that text thread. And the more I think about it as somebody who is a self-admitted, just worry wart who will, it always wants to just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's next? What, like you said, yeah. Um, we're all you know, the more I've thought of, it, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And the more I've thought of it, I think you're a hundred percent right because it's one of those where how many things in this country, in this life that we have at our disposal that we can actually do that. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe eating. Eating's, I love to eat. Yeah, right. But you can, <laughs> you there's, there, there's no clock, man. Like there's right, no clock right. in this sport. And to me, that's, you know, people talk about baseball games. Um, you know, that's one of the beauties of baseball is that the game is not over. There's always that, you know, the, it's not over till the 27th out, right? Right. Um, and there, that's it. There's no clock. Uh, they're trying to fix that for television things, obviously, to make games move along quite quicker. But again, that is a uh, an output of, you know, revenue. Um, and so if golf can figure that out to mm-hmm. put clocks on people or whatever, uh, right. God bless them. But to me, uh, I just, you know, there's no clock in golf, go out there and, and play until you feel like you have to leave. And if, if you're angry when you leave, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. Um, but That's maybe, you thing. know, yeah, I just, <laughs> that's to me, it's, yeah, it is kind of, it, it's, it's our, it's our responsibility yeah. to sort of, um, to readjust those expectations, I guess is all I'm saying. And if it continues to happen to people uh, and people flee golf and leave the game, uh, 
um, you know, then maybe we can stop blaming others for slow play and we can only blame ourselves because your report was from 2015. Right. That was about slow play. It ain't the pandemic golfers that are causing no. this delay. It may, maybe in some cases it makes it a little bit worse, but this has been around for ever. Oh yeah. You COVID know. didn't, didn't create yeah. traffic jams on the golf but That's the thing. We all, means. we all want to, we, we need a, a, a boogeyman or we need someone to blame. And mm. I think the new golfer is, is an easy mark. Uh, and I will tell you that it's anecdotal, but the people I've played with that are new to the game, uh, they're constantly worried about holding up. Play. Oh yeah. Constantly worried that. about it. Um, yeah. you know, and I would think that it's a bit of, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion too, I think, but it's a bit elitist on our part mm-hmm. to, to just blame the newbies. Like, you know, come yeah. on, we, come on. No, you're right. I mean, you know, by no means, uh, I think that's a really good point because they're the ones that don't want to get the bad name, right. you know, and, and, <laughs> right. you know, my wife, you know, as I've said, I play golf with my wife every so often and yeah. she's, you know, not new to the game, but she's not played certainly as long as we've have. Yeah. And, there are times where she even gets very worried about wanting to hold up or not wanting to hold up people. Yeah. You know, and this is someone who was a collegiate athlete who absolutely knows how to, you know, do athletic things. Right. Um, so, right. you know, the worst thing that we could possibly do is try to make somebody else feel inadequate yeah. when they probably already feel that way. If they're not that skilled in the activity that they're actually out here, by the way, to have fun. Yeah. They're, yeah, totally. They're, they're out there for the same reason we are, um, you know, and, yeah, I mean, I, I've shot an eight on a on a hole before, mm-hmm. and I play every a, weekend, I, right? And it's you know, forever. I have. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think the other thing too, just let's, you know, let's be proactive a little bit, and you know, I, I sort of absolved the golf courses from the issue, but there are little things like you said, you could you could space tea, you could space out tee times, you could also, yeah. you know, there's signage all over the golf course, there's signage all over the all the golf carts. Um, you could put a little three by five index card or something, or even on the scorecard that just sort of, uh, you know, I think a lot of the solution based uh, conversation on Twitter was educate golfers, educate golfers, educate golfers. Right. And, but where, like, right. When, who's going to do it? Yeah. I, so, I mean, you could always just put in like just a little note to say, Hey, you know, um, after eight strokes, you should pick up or, you know, yep. maybe if you're new to the game, uh, play from the red tees or I don't know, just like different little tiny things. Like we all yeah. say, like the smallest little things, um, ready golf. Is okay. Ready. Yeah. Ready golf is, is, is fine. You know, gimme's are fun, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, I think you, you know, courses could try to sort of promote some of those things because even me as a, I remember as a new golfer, <clears throat> I was not aware of a lot of that stuff, right? It right. takes time <clears throat> to learn the, to learn the game that way. So I don't know. No, I think it's, it's, that's a good way to at least get the message out. Um, it's a good conversation overall. And I, you know, I, I know we've talked a lot about it, at least at golf and filtered in our social channels. And I know that, um, you know, it's probably something that we're not going to solve in this podcast episode by any means, but <laughs> I didn't. think it's, Damn. we didn't, I don't think we did. I don't know. <laughs> Word is out. We'll let, we'll see. But, um, that's my buddy Chris McEwen at Chris McEwen on Twitter, as well as all the other places that you can find him. Feel free uh, to come yell at uh, me on the social medias about this whole conversation. <laughs> he is uh, one of the two co-hosts, along with uh, Bill Bush, our other buddy of that range life on Chris's YouTube channel. It's true, which is a great show. Go out and check it out. It's fun. They have a good time doing it. Um, Thanks. And you also do the Golf Origin Stories podcast. That's kind of been in hibernation for a yeah. Bit. We're on hiatus. We're on summer vacation. 
okay. so we're just kind of hanging out playing golf um and uh i uh, i'm gonna go take one more vacation uh the end of this month and then you're a traveling man we will, <laughs> we've been waiting so long to actually go places and now that get we get it can, in while you can yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly what we're right. doing so yeah when i get back from that final vacation uh they will be they'll be back to finish out the season so he yeah. is all over Spotify, Apple Podcasts. He's got a great True. catalog right now today that you can go and listen. Uh, he's got some really, really impressive guests thanks, that uh, admittedly I, I've enjoyed listening to every single one of them. And uh, thanks again for coming on to talk about the game that we love. Oh, loved it. Love being on. Thanks, man.